Hi everyone, this is Evelyn, and this is episode 17, Finding Balance. This is going to be a really good episode. If you're anything like me, you load up with constant responsibility, because idle time can be the devil's playground, right? I found myself so consumed with filling my time with different items that I kind of lost lost a little bit of myself there for a while. I throw myself into volunteer groups at my job, throw out the the out-of-the-box ideas into the universe, and next thing you know, I am running Friday's bake sale or organize Monday's movie review group. Occasionally, I will volunteer for a cancer benefit in memory of my dad or a charitable activity for the homeless because, to be honest, I feel that it's the least that I could do. Then one day, I wake up and I realize that I'm all work, work on everything with everyone except for what I need and what I want, focusing on life's obstacles except for my own. Lack of balance will raise your anxiety and it will cause conflicts with family and friends and it will make you for not it will it will make you sick for not making it to the doctor etc it took a lot of difficult decisions to find a healthy balance in my life once i'd realized that i had lost my grip on things a little bit It takes being mindful of rewarding yourself as much as you would reward others with your time. Losing that time can get away with you, right? You forget things, you become forgetful. Uh, There were birthdays and things like that that normal me would have been right on top of, but they just slipped along the wayside and just kept going on their own route because I had just become consumed with what I thought was being successful at my life. But little did I learn that all of that time and all of that effort concentrating on one thing and letting myself go wasn't just creating the same amount of performance for my work life, but it was draining out the energy in my leisure life, in my personal life. So, just to give you a clear idea of what it is like to absolutely have lack of balance and to find yourself swirling into a, you know, all work, no play lifestyle. There have been times in the past that I have gone days without sleeping, forgotten to eat I've gone days before without seeing my boyfriend because he has work and and things he does too. Neglected doctor's appointments. Neglected my appearance, i.e. weight gain. Entire head of gray hair. (laughs) Um, Just to name a couple things that have happened. And... I would say probably neglecting my doctor's appointments was one of the biggest ones that affected me drastically because here everything in my work life was going awesome, but 
I was faced with, a, you know, not a spiritual near-death experience, but a near-death crisis at one point. Uh, a few times, actually. Um, you know, at one point, I had just started suffocating and found out that I had had asthma. Um, and here, it was something that we could have seen something. We could have seen it coming because in... Uh, the place that I used to live after uh, a series of storms and the neighbor upstairs's pipes bursting, uh, there was a significant amount of black mold that had grown within the walls that we weren't aware of until we moved out, and it had given me asthma. And I blew it off and almost suffocated because I didn't go to the doctor. Not to mention when I had my diverticulitis scare and the abscess in my stomach had burst and I had severe blood poisoning. It was something that I'm sure we could have pinpointed long before that, but I put work first. I was afraid to go to the doctor like most people are because I didn't want to deal with what they might say. And sometimes you got to put that behind you. I had forgotten to grocery shop started getting so busy with the obligations and the volunteering and signing up for things and creating groups for others that I was forgetting things at home like grocery shopping, doing the laundry, cleaning my house. And I have pets that hadn't seen me, hadn't been around me. I wasn't spending any time with them or anybody else that I loved. I wasn't watering my plants. My plants were dying. And one day, I was having a really hard time. And I decided to walk a different path. I got tired of feeling the same way all the time. I couldn't understand why I was doing so great in one area of my life. But the rest of my life, I just was exhausted thinking about it. Making my doctor's appointments made me feel like, ugh, I don't even want to go do this. Why the only free time do I have? Do I have to do something responsible? Why can't I just lay on the couch and take in TV, binge watch some favorite shows, and call it a day? Well, taking this different path, I started to examine, well, what do I really have to lose? I mean, my health is suffering. My quality of life is suffering. My sense of adventure is gone. I'm afraid of everything, which we're going to cover in another podcast, by the way. What am I benefiting from here? If one thing is going great, what about all the other things? You're only one person. Well, helping others was fulfilling, but my home base was suffering. And if you don't have your health, you don't have anything else. So I listened to some advice from a few colleagues at work and couple friends of mine and I listened and I took note as to how much time they were devoting to work versus play versus responsibilities they seem to be living a really happy life they seem to be you know really mastering it everything on the outside the cover of their books was beautiful you know great lavish meals at wonderful restaurants and you know, spending time going on these perfect vacations and, you know, really spending that time enriching the quality of their life. 
And I knew that in one way or another, because you're only one person, you don't have to be the absolute best at everything that you do. And it's okay to be a perfectionist, but it's also okay to loosen the reins once in a while. Some of my friends were even parents to several small children and still able to be a fantastic leader. So what was I doing wrong? Why couldn't I master this time management that I had preached so much about in, you know, previous times? With, with different people who had come to me with questions, why was I having such a hard time getting a grip on these items? So I made some changes that day to day, I would make some sacrifices and I would in turn allow some items that would, you know, fulfill my life in turn. I would make sense of that time that I was, you know, missing out on, which was amazing for me. It was an amazing turnaround. It was uncomfortable territory. It was kind of like when you're afraid of the dark and you start sleeping with the lights off and eventually you realize that nothing's going to come out from under your bed. You know, it's it's facing a fear, facing a challenge and coming out on the other side and saying, hey, that wasn't that bad. So in efforts to give you guys a clear picture of the lessons that I've learned and if you are happening to take a look at your life as you're listening to this or even previous to listening to this and that's why you clicked on it is I made a list of 15 items that I utilized and still utilize to this day it's something that it's not a one and done scenario it's certainly something that you've got to work on every day and to have these tips is something that mindfulness is half of the battle. Once you've got these things that come across your plate, you know exactly where to put them in your brain in order to allot the time that's necessary to be successful at positioning them. Now, I will never tell anybody that their work life doesn't have to be, you know, something that is important because obviously if you didn't have that you wouldn't have much of anything but always make sure that you are enjoying what you do I think that that comes above anything else if you hate what you do then maybe it's time to look into something different I love what I do but if I let myself I could really go down the rabbit hole with different ideas on how to make positive changes on different ways that we can grow as people, as a community, as, you know, efforts that could, you know, change the name of the game. Like, I am always throwing efforts out into there, throwing ideas out into the universe. I am constantly trying to run that hamster wheel and, you know, watch the energy that comes as a result of it and be really proud of myself as to what becomes. But I did learn through the tips and tricks that I'm about to share with you that it isn't always about that one thing. And I will go ahead and I will let you know after these uh, tips and tricks how I was able to change and how it bettered my life as a result. So number one is you're starting at the bare bones here. It's the number one tip. So for now, cross all of your volunteer obligations off of your list unless other people are really depending on you being around and supplying that service okay 
Now, some of us for volunteer life have really concrete, hardcore obligations to be there. Other people's lives depend on it. If someone else's life does not depend on it, then at least cut it down. Because you need time for you. And that is what the other 14 items are going to consist of. Number two, make those doctor's appointments and set the copays aside so that they don't affect your current bank amount of money. Some of the biggest mistakes that I made when losing balance were my doctor's appointments. And I regret it to this day. Number three, listen to your favorite music. This is huge because music is such an integral part of happiness in everyday life. Listen to music in the morning, listening to it in the afternoon, listening to it at night. Jam out. It is a release unlike any other. And when you're feeling angry, sing. When you're feeling stressed, sing. When you can't sleep, hum. Listen to calming music. Music will give you the mood and spirit that you need to fulfill your life for what is missing. And I guarantee you that. Have a playlist ready for anything. Whether the podcasts make you feel great, have them on standby. If the instruments make you feel great, have them ready to go. Your favorite piano music, your favorite acoustic guitar, your favorite violin. I mean, this stuff is here for you and it is truly a gift. Utilize it. Number four, spend your free time with people that both inspire you and make you laugh. Now, inspiration, believe it or not, is harder to come by. You have to surround yourself with people that are going to be okay if the worst happens and continue moving forward. Because there's going to be times where you don't feel like moving forward. And you're going to need someone that's around you to be positive enough to get you over that hump. And it might be a selfish one, (laughs) but it works. Trust me. And people that make you laugh, you can never have enough of those around. My uncle used to say that having a good laugh was better than a million dollars worth of medicine. And that is so true. I love having good laughs. Sometimes my friends give me such good laughs that I can be by myself in a dark room And with a blank mind and all of a sudden out of the universe comes a situation that happened that was an inside joke and I will laugh out loud literally for 15 minutes over it when no one understands that laughing moment but me and it feels so special and intimate to my heart and I think that you can never surround yourself with more people that have that positivity about them that make you laugh. Number five. Delegate out some of your housework if you can. If not, set aside a day for it once a week. Now, some of us are lucky enough to have multiple people in our household. And a lot of the time we take on all that responsibility by ourselves. Utilize the opportunity to space out some of the housework amongst the people that are also living in your house. The laundry, the cleaning, Have it organized to the point where you're not wrapped up in the schedule, but that you know that you can count on having a clean pair of underwear, for instance, on a Tuesday. Or if you've got to dress up, that your dress clothes are hung up somewhere, or that if it's your turn to do the dishes, maybe you're not going to go for that extra dog walk, or you're not going to go for the swim at the beach on Saturday. You're going to spend the day doing a little housework. But you're not going to have a list of things that go to the wayside because you weren't able to get to them because you were working too much. You can rest easy knowing that those things are taken care of. 
However, with that being said, if you live alone and you don't have anybody that can take some of this work off of your hands, it may be worth considering devoting one day a week to taking care of your list of items so that you sleep better, you know that your sheets are clean, you know that your stuff that you went out in public with has been sanitized, if that's your thing, your carpets have been vacuumed, the whole thing. And then you can just upkeep it throughout the week and not have to worry about circling back and doing more and circling back and doing more and circling back. Same with your groceries, same with stuff. Look into conveniences as well that help you that may be a little bit more money, but if you have the money to spend, you could take it out of your money kitty that you started with your rainy day fund that we talked about earlier in these podcasts and you can actually have your groceries delivered and it saves you the trip to the store so you can catch the extra 15 minutes of your favorite show or you can go on an extra long weekend away as long as you've got someone else that is delivering your groceries or checking your mail for you or something like that now that's not to say that you know you shouldn't be self-sufficient if you live by yourself and you're on a very tight budget then just devote one day at a time to do these items so that you can take the rest of the days in the week for yourself number six do some different time-saving methods for your tasks at work if possible wouldn't it be nice to do your quality work that you actually got to spend time doing i'll tell you what if i'm given five assignments and i don't have the time to write them I write the highlights to my ideas and then I'm lucky enough that when I get into my meetings I can elaborate on some of the bullet points that I've made, but I'm not always that lucky. And when I have time to sit down and actually blow up and talk about all of the items that I want to discuss, the meetings go a lot better and I feel like people really attach themselves to the idea and they really feel enthusiastic about what I'm trying to pitch. So the more time that you give yourself to take care of these items, the better. Number seven, you only live once, so make your minutes meaningful. Fill your schedule with a confetti of your favorite things. I can't stress this enough. This adds to your quality of life when you don't even realize that you're doing it. If you've got a pair of slippers that you put on when you get home from work at night, have them ready. Last podcast, I talked about or the podcast before last, rather, I talked about different comforts that add to your quality of life. And this is a huge one for me and something that I didn't do quite enough. And the older that I get, the more of these little confetti of things that I enjoy, the more that I start to utilize that because I realize that I deserve it. And so do you. You work hard, you play hard. Number eight, always having at least a little money stowed away for spontaneity because sometimes plans are stressful agendas are stressful they can be taxing so always have a tiny bit of money set aside again if you're on a budget you can skip this one and that's okay but if you can just set aside twenty dollars a month and then once every six months tell yourself that you're going to spend a weekend away you would be surprised how much those memories will mean to you five years from now and it's worth every minute spent or maybe you just want to take a weekend you want to go away and you just want to sleep you want to go out onto the beach you want to put down a fuzzy blanket and you want to put sunblock on please and you just want to veg and that's okay staycations are in too if you just want to curl up on the couch and take a little time to rest and relax and catch up on your sleep that's okay too number nine 
pay your bills as soon as you get paid. Don't space them out among several days. Don't wait for the end of the month when something else comes about. Pay your bills as soon as you get paid for the half of the month. And then the second half of the month when you get paid, pay all of your bills again that day as well. The last thing that you want is to spend your whole week's in between pays, going back and checking your account, checking your account, checking your account, checking your account. If you do your budget one time every two weeks and you pay all of your bills at once, then the rest of the money that you have in the bank, you can just go ahead and spend it as you wish because you already have savings set aside, you already have your bills paid, and you don't have to worry about unexpected automatic bill pay coming out of your account. That takes away from your stress, which adds to your quality of life. You're at your quality of life is what we're trying to do here. We're trying to give you the balance so that you have equal work and equal play. This will enable you to have additional play because you'll have the money stored away in a plan to make it happen. And then you'll also have the time because you won't be spending those periods of time each day checking your bank account. Number 10, change from procrastinating to being on time. Now, this is really hard for those of us who are used to being late a lot, right? I, for one, don't like to be the first person to do anything um, unless it's something for work Then, like I said earlier in the podcast. I just like to get it out of the way and done. Although I prefer spending time on it rather than doing a bunch of things half-assed, I'd rather just do a couple things from start to finish and really give them the quality and emphasis that they deserve, right? So work hard at, you know storing plan B's away and it will keep you from procrastinating. So whenever you get these items done, you can go ahead and already source a plan B and put it in your mental folder so that you are set up in the event that something doesn't happen. And this was something that we talked about in previous podcasts as well, is always being prepared for the other foot to drop. And if it doesn't drop, then you were have something to put in your back pocket for later to be prepared for anything that were to happen. But at least you were able to carry out the number one plan, right? And you were able to get things in on time, whether they be for work or whether they're at home and responsibilities that you have, just have a couple things ready in the event that something doesn't work out because life is life and it's unpredictable and things aren't going to always work out the way that we see them. So, number 11, take in nature at least once a week. If you have an indoor job or one from the car, you're missing out on the gifts that lay right beneath your feet. Now, I was a very nature-oriented person when I was younger. And then I got wrapped up in the comforts of home and, you know not wanting to leave the house very much, not wanting to go anywhere. And I think it's normal for people. A lot of the people that I know, either they're one or the other, either they're fitness buffs and they're outside all the time, hiking and swimming and mountain climbing and all this stuff, or they're the other spectrum where it's like, oh, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to, you know, get out of my pajamas if I'm not working. I don't want to take the dogs for a walk any longer than I have to. I've been both, trust me. And the place that I'm finding myself in most recently, especially since the outcome of the pandemic and things of that nature, is nature. I want to at least take in a little bit of fresh air every day and clear my mind 
I talk a lot with everybody who listens about going for walks uh, and just letting your mind simmer on the things that have happened and, you know, exhaling them away. A lot of the meditations I do, you're breathing in all of the good energy and you're exhaling all of the dark energy. And that's something that I do every day. And I think that when I get some nature in, even if I'm just opening my windows when I'm cleaning the house and smelling that that fresh air, it does a lot for your psyche. And I'll push that till the very end. And I can't suggest it or advise it enough. Number 12. Sleep when you can. Recharging is best for everything. This is my hardest one out of the whole list to keep to. I have all different kinds of tips and tricks for sleeping because I am an insomniac and it is terribly difficult for me to get through that illness without... I I don't even know if it's, it's called an illness. It's hard to get through it without help from a, you know, medication or, you know, something like that. Of course, the earlier you wake up, the easier it's going to be to go to bed at night. Some of the tips that I find useful are not, you know, watching TV from your bedroom, not using electronics in your bedroom, you know, just kind of isolating your bedroom just for sleep helps with that. Also, sleeping with the lights off, having it as cold as possible, because usually when you hit your warm spot, you pass out right away. And uh, making sure that you're as tired as you possibly can be before laying in bed, because if not, you're just going to be tossing and turning. And then I feel like once I start tossing and turning, the rest of the night is kind of scrambled from that point forward. Make sure you don't drink a bunch of coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon. Also guilty of doing that a few times as well. Uh, You just got to be mindful throughout the day that sleep is going to be your number one goal. And one of my biggest issues with that is that I always feel like I'm going to miss something. Ever since I was born, I feel like if I go to bed too early, I'm going to miss something. And no matter how much I tell myself, you're not going to miss anything. As a matter of fact, you're the last person awake. Uh, It doesn't make a difference. I'm still awake. And when I get a good night's sleep, it is so amazing. I can get more things done. My focus is on point. My, My... brain feels like it's rested and there's something that you can't put a price there's some things you can't put a price tag on and that's definitely one of them along with some other items that have hit this list already number 13 hydrate more dehydration affects everything and that's so true whenever I was in the hospital both times Uh, They had told me that one of the biggest things that makes me sick is the fact that I don't drink water enough. And I am unlike a lot of the population that loves water. I just absolutely hate it. I think it tastes like pipes no matter where it comes from, it seems. And I really have to put the effort in to drink more water. And when I do, believe it or not, it adds a layer of relaxation to me, which I wouldn't admit if it wasn't true. Because like I said, I don't like water. So if I could tell you that, you know, it wasn't a really important item then I wouldn't count it on the list but I trick my I I trick myself I add flavors to it I will add ice to it and change the temperature of it or I'll make it really hot and I'll put lemon in it and call it tea I will do whatever I can to stay as hydrated as possible and it adds a massive quality to um equaling balance I will drink different types of it while I'm working I will drink different types of it when I'm sitting outside and the variety uh, keeps me hydrated and it adds to my health and it adds to my clear sense of thought because I have thyroid disease I get fog brain if I don't take my medication but if I drink enough water it seems to help balance that effort out which is nice 
Number 14, once in a while, let yourself splurge. Don't wait for anyone else to reward you for working hard. And that's true too. If you're waiting for somebody else to reward you for something, in certain instances of your life, you're going to be waiting a long time. You only live once, and if you're setting aside the monies in the right areas, then you have enough behind you to create a foundation that you can be secure in splurging once in a while, whether it be shopping or buying yourself a fancy Groupon uh, or just simply taking yourself out for a day, playing a little hooky and walking around barefoot in the grass. Whatever it is that you enjoy, allow yourself to splurge doing something you normally wouldn't do and be proud of yourself for doing so, again, because you've earned it. You have to allow these things to make a big impact because the monotony of work every single day will consume you. And that's why it's so important to exercise that. And number 15, and finally, plan things that are normally not like you to do. Open horizons, learn unexpected lessons, conquer fears, build trust and strengthen relationships. Hopefully these items are able to help you as much as they've helped me. I can be really stubborn and I love my work, so it can be really hard to tear me away. However, I'm working on these items this year to not lose myself in the mix ever again. Please, hope, please, hopefully this helped you. And, you know, please feel free to leave a voicemail on my Anchor account and give me your feedback if you'd like. If not, that's okay. Please feel free to stop by my Instagram at Life Over Matter uh, podcast and send me a message if you'd like also. And um, if nothing else, you can shoot me a tweet and uh, continue listening. Share with your family and friends. Hopefully I'm able to make a difference. With that being said, I'm Evelyn and uh, this is the close of episode 17. Thank you. <laughs>